Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D the show designed to inform and inspire you to a healthier lifestyle. I am your host, Dr. Diane A. Thompson, MD, and as always, it is my pleasure to spend 30 minutes with you on a Sunday evening with the hope that you will walk away with at least one new piece of information to help you towards a healthier lifestyle. On tonight's show... We have our segment on what's new in medicine, and we have some information about uh, it addresses the importance of what we put in our bodies. On segment two, we'll be speaking with a guest who will give you some really great tools to help make 2013 your best year yet. And our tip of the week will help address your financial health. Now, as a disclaimer, the information presented in this broadcast is for educational purposes only and should not be used for diagnosis or treatment. You should not act on or rely upon any information contained in these broadcasts without first seeking the advice of your healthcare provider. So we have with us, for what's new in medicine, uh, former radiation oncologist and current cancer coach, Dr. Sarah Jenkins. She's back this week. She was missing in action last week because she was a little under the weather, and she will share with us some information on a study about red meat consumption. Dr. Jenkins, what can you tell us about this study? Well, Dr. Diane, thank you so much for having me on this evening, and hello to all your listeners. You know, um, I was thinking the other day of how you and I have been talking about red meat consumption and how it increases the risk of cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and colorectal cancer. And so we figured that our well-educated listeners probably are well aware of this. And then we also were talking about how several studies show that there's an increased risk of mortality with red meat intake. So I decided to look into this a little further, and in fact I found an investigation that showed the results of two studies that followed a very large number of people who were free of cardiovascular disease and cancer from the very beginning and who were followed for 28 years. Their diet was assessed and validated frequently and updated every four years. Um, All statisticians know that the strength of any study is the large number of patients and the length of time that they were followed up. And this study looked at 37,698 men who were participating in a health professional's follow-up study and 83,644 women who participated in a nurse's health study. So I'll repeat that all of these patients were free from cardiovascular disease or cancer at the start of the study. 
and that once the patient was evaluated as having diabetes or a stroke, they were no or coronary heart disease or chest pain, they were no longer um, a part of the study. So, Dr. Diane, this is the interesting information. Mm-hmm. Um, they they were looking at food intake down to the detail, and whether the meat was processed, whether the red meat was processed or unprocessed, and they looked at medical problems and lifestyle. And they found, of course, that red meat is associated with an increased risk of total cardiovascular events and cancer. They found also that the mortality was increased by 13% with one serving a day of unprocessed meat and 20% for processed meat. And the difference, processed meat is bacon, hot dogs, sausage, salami, bologna, meats that have been that have been manipulated um, and meats that they add sodium, nitrites, and nitrates to. And unprocessed meat just is beef and pork, lamb, things like that. And the next thing that they looked at, they did a substitution study and they found that, um, well, first of all, they looked at unprocessed meat versus processed meat, and they found that patients who consumed greater amounts of unprocessed meat had a lower mortality than patients who ate processed meat. And then they did a, pro- uh, a substitution study, and they found that if you substituted one serving of red meat with an equivalent source of protein like fish, um, poultry, nuts, some legumes, um, and some whole grains, there was actually a lower risk of total mortality. So, in conclusion, my one new piece of information for our listeners is that if it has a fur face, you shouldn't be eating it. Say that again. If you have a fur face, if if it's an animal, if it's a cow, a pig, <laughs> you shouldn't be eating it. <laughs> or I don't know that we can tell all our listeners not to eat red meat, but we certainly can say, you know, watch how much of it you do put in your bodies. And at least um, look at the processed one because that seemed to be more um, associated with a higher rate of mortality. And when you can, you know, probably substitute things like you suggested or like the study mentioned, the legumes and, you know, more fruits and veggies. But I don't think we can uh, tell people to completely stop. Uh, Certainly it's a goal, maybe one of those goals for 2013 for some of these people. Yeah, Yeah, so that's a lot of good information. Let me ask you this one last thing that I'm asking most of my guests tonight. What's your one big bag for next year? And by bag I mean your big, hairy, audacious goal. Oh, my audacious goal. My audacious goal hmm, is to continue to try to be a person who lets God move through her. Sounds good to me. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Jenkins. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much, Dr. Thompson. All right. Okay. Wow. So that is some good information. And 
you know, that just shows us that what we put in our bodies can affect not just the quality of our lives but the number of the years we live. But did you also know that what you put in your mind may also affect your life? Well, my next guest knows. Erica Goodridge is a top-rated professional speaker, Christian life coach, and one of the industry's leading experts in leadership development, relationship building, and mindset. She is the author of Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life. And I met this woman years ago while I was competing in a Toastmasters championship, and i never forgotten her positive energy, and you'll see what I'm talking about tonight. Erica, welcome to Health Talk with Dr. Diane. Thank you, Dr. Diane. Thank you so much, and hello to all the listeners that um, are participating in your show tonight. Okay, it's so wonderful to have you on the show, and I know you have a lot of good information for us. I'm just going to jump straight to it. Now, I had the the opportunity to read your book, a very good book it is, and one of the things you said, you said changing your mindset is a foundation of changing your life. Why do you think it begins with the mind? Because everything that you do in your life, you had to think about it first. And what you think about, you bring about. So Albert Einstein says that insanity is to do the same thing over and over and over again, but then you expect a different result. So how do you change that insanity in your life? It starts with changing the way you think and changing what you think about. Wow. Now let me just ask you this, because, you know, we have people there who have gone through years of low self-esteem, abuse, negative thinking, how does such a person begin to this process of changing their mindset? Well, it begins with a shift, and the shift starts with ensuring that you are focusing on forward thinking because I, too, was a person at one point in time with low self-esteem. I, too, was a person who suffered through abuse as a child, all those other things. But what I realized at one point in time in my life was that those things did not happen to me. They happened for me, which now allows me to reach back and help others who are going through it. So it begins with that want and that urge and just that burning desire to know that God has something so much greater for you in your life and that your experience was just there to make you stronger because you have to go to the next level. But if you haven't experienced anything, haven't gone through anything, then when you try to attempt to help someone else at another level, people kind of look at you like, you don't understand what I'm going through. That's right. But how when could you, you can, possibly, yeah, how could you possibly? Possibly relate to me, yeah. Exactly. So when you can say, you know what, I've been there, but this is how I got over that hump, people are more apt to listen to you and to be open to your ideas and how you help them get through it. Wow, wow. Now, you you talk about, and I think it's a, it's a part of what you just said, that some of these negative things didn't happen to you, they happened for you. In the same vein, you talk about the fact that the valley experiences can make your destiny even clearer. And I have to tell you, there are people who, they get paralyzed by these valley experiences. They're forever stuck in a pity party. So how do you take the steps to ensure that your valley experiences turn out to be something positive? 
One, you have to feed your mind because if you continue with thinking, thinking, and you're always letting those things that has happened to you play over and over and over again in your mind, then, of course, you will stay stuck. But you have to realize that you failed and you can get up, you can pick yourself up, and you can continue on again. But there are some things that you need to do, like, one, you need to be reading something positive every day. You can simply open up the good book, the Bible. I love it. It's, you know, people have taken it and made it into all these things that they want it to be, but it's simply a blueprint for living. You can look in there and get some very encouraging scriptures. Like one of my favorites is, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. So then I know that it doesn't matter about those things that I've gone through in life because they are not bigger than my God is. And then it gives me that energy to just keep pushing forward. And you have to surround yourself with other people. I heard um, a speaker say one time that if you are around five, uh, if your circle is five broke people, trust and believe that you're you're going to be the sixth broke person in your circle. <laughs> so you have to ensure that you have positive people around you, and to make sure that you're feeding your mind so that your point of reference can be something that's positive and not something that's negative all the time. That's, that's, I've heard that same thing, and I also saw it in your book when you talked about the importance of that inner circle. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Um, you know, one of the most important lessons that I've learned, and, and I only lear- learned this a few years ago, I wish I'd learned this many, many years ago, and, and that is the idea that you take full responsibility for the things that happen in your life, even the negative ones. And you talk about this in your book. Can you share with us why you think this is so important? It's very important because it's it's ownership. So I have to own those things that I have taken myself through, whether it was by choice or by force. I have to own it and know that it's okay. It's okay because it's just a step in my ladder, and it's not my whole entire ladder. So it's okay for me to own that one step that maybe that step where I lost my footing or that step that had a crack in it and caused me to misstep to go to the next level. So with that being said, you have to always ensure that it doesn't matter what it is. We take full responsibility when things are going great, and we're like, yay, I did that. Yay, that's me. But then when things are going not so great, then you shy away and you're like, oh, no, that that, that wasn't really me. It really was you. But what you have to recognize is, is that it's okay that it was you because it's an experience, and then you have to learn from every experience because that's the only way you're going to grow. You can't grow if you don't experience anything. That's when it becomes failure, when you stay there and you just mop in it and you take a shower in it and then you bathe in it. You're not going to grow. So you have to take those, take full responsibility for your life at every aspect, whether it's success, whether it's failure, it doesn't matter. You have to own it all, love it all, and realize that it's just simple little steps in your ladder and it's not your whole ladder. Wow. That is uh, so powerful. And as you mentioned about, 
you know, learning from the experience. I, I have to say that's one of the saddest things I've ever seen is when people go through negative experience and they never realize, they never stop to take stock and take the lesson, you know. Probably that negative experience, the most important thing was the lesson, and they left it behind because they were so upset about the experience. So that is really so powerful. Now, you talk about, uh, there's a chapter where you talk about unlocking uh, your passion, and, and what you recommend is that people step out on faith. You even gave your own example. Step out on faith and go after your passion. But, you know, people struggle with this because sometimes the nine-to-five is a passionless job, but that's what pays the bill. So uh, the bill, so how do you say to someone, you know, step out on passion when there's no guarantee with that passion? How do you, where do you get that faith from to do that? Because here it is, faith, it's just that, it's faith, and you have to have unwavering faith. So you can't be double-minded in your faith to say, oh, yeah, you know, one side of you believes that I can do this, and then another side of you says, oh, well, no, I can't do this. You have to make up in your mind that no matter what, this is what I really am truly purposed to do in my life. And because this is what I'm purposed to do, it doesn't matter if if I fall, Les Brown always says, if you fall down, make sure you fall looking up, because when you fall looking up, you can always get back up. And nothing is easy. People want a microwave success story. People want to be able to say, oh, yeah, this happened overnight. It's no such thing. If It's the, the struggle in it. It's the pain of it that makes that journey definitely worth it. And, you know, that nine-to-five issue is just that. It's an issue. It's con- Convenience, But nobody wants to step outside of, you know, the convenience of life and say, I'm really going to take this bungee jump of faith. Because for so many people that have done it, it wasn't even a step. It wasn't a leap. It was a bungee jump of faith. And sometimes it's okay to know that I can stay here on my job while I'm working on my future. So don't just, you know, if you have a passion or desire to do something, beyond a 9 to 5, make sure that at 501, at 502, you are then focusing on what it is that you desire to do in your heart, what your passion is all about. It's Nobody saying go out here and quit your job today or tomorrow and think that something's going to happen overnight. No, because first of all, you have to have a plan. You have to be sure that you know that you know that you know that that's what you desire to do and that's what you're going to do. And when you set that that definite purpose and you have a plan and you are affirming to yourself every day and you're putting massive action, I mean massive, relentless action to your dreams, it's no way it's not going to happen for you. It may not happen when you want it, but it's going to happen right on time. You see, this is this is the same energy I was talking about when I told you I never forgot you. <laughs> This is the same energy, listeners. <laughs> now, one of the things that you talk about, and, and I've heard this said in a, in a different way, you, you talk about acting like you want to become. I've heard it said similar, like uh, fake it till you make it kind of thing. Why, why do you think it's important that we do this? Well, let me tell you, I always say face it until you make it. Mm, that's and another way. It, yeah. It's exactly, it's a power of visualization. You have to be able to see yourself as that 
for me. I see myself as that world-renowned speaker. I see myself as that person that's traveling the world and empowering people and changing lives every day. Because if you don't see yourself as that thing that you wish to become, it's never going to happen for you. For some women, if they really sit down and they really think about, you know, how how is it that at a certain point in your life you visualized your wedding day, you visualized, you know, how it would be as a happy family, and then it materialized in your life because it starts with that, with that visualization. But along with visualization, again, has to come that massive action. There is a house that I have desired in my heart that I'm going to own. This house, as soon as it come off from being the model home and me and my husband, we, matter of fact, we went and walked through the model home yesterday and we visualized ourselves inside this home with our family. The house, I've, I've um, printed the pictures out there all over my wall. So you have to believe and know that no matter what, it's not about how things look right now. It's about where you're going in your future. And that's what visualization is going to get for you. But if you see yourself as being this person who will never have, I, I don't believe I can, then guess what? You won't. So you have to see yourself as, yes, I am that entrepreneur. Yes, I am owning my own shoe business. Yes, I am somebody who has my own clothing line. Once you see that, then you it just becomes a part of you, and it resonates in your heart, and then you start to do things that you didn't even know were possible. And before you know it, what you visualize is now a, a reality because you've materialized it in your life. Wow. And I have a lot of visualizing to do when I get off the <laughs> Now, one of the things you did in your book, um, and I thought it was so powerful, in Chapter 14 you talked about reintroducing yourself, and you did it yourself. Why do you think people need to do this? That means tell people what it's about and, and why do they need to do this. What's the significance? You need to reintroduce yourself because the the problem is people see you as they remember you. They they remember you maybe as that person who loves to go and party, who likes to have fun, you know, that person who who was just out there in the world just going day by day by day. But when you decide and make up in your mind that this is not this is not what I want, this is who I am right here, then you have to reintroduce yourself to your circle, to your family, to your friends, and to the world as, hi, my name is Erica Goodridge, and I am an author, speaker, and coach. That's who I am now. I know three years ago you might have known me as, hey, Hey, Erica, the, the person who was just the life of the party, I'm still that. But now I just have a few more things after life of the party because people will continue to hold you to your past until you let them know who you are in the present. And that's how reintroducing yourself came about because, you know, as I remember when I first started teaching, and I would run into people that I went to school with, and they'd be like, oh, my God, you're a teacher. You were so bad in school. And I just started <laughs> laughing, and I was like, I know. Shh, the kids are around. Don't tell them that I was bad. 
So, you know, then I had to say, I know that was then, but this is now. And, yes, I am a teacher, and I love what I do. So you do have to take that time to reintroduce yourself so that people will know, wow, she's not the same old person, or wow, he really has changed. And then they'll be like, oh, my, well, how did you do that? And then they'll start asking you questions. They'll start wanting to expand their life and expand their mind, and before you know it, it's just a trickle-down effect. And you have touched so many lives, and you didn't even realize it. You know, instead of uh, just writing out all our New Year's resolutions like many of us do, or maybe in addition to it, maybe what folks should start doing is reintroducing themselves for 2013. I think that would be a great idea. You know what? I think so. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, you um, you talked about the fact that action is power, and you mentioned the importance of massive action. Can you share with our listeners just two action steps that might be uh, something that would ensure a great 2013? Absolutely. Well, action step one is going to be to make sure that you develop a daily ritual of meditation and affirmation. So when you wake up in the morning, affirm to yourself what it is that you want. Affirm to yourself that you know you're going to possess those things, even if it's just to get strength, even if it's to heal your body, even if it's to be positive while you're at work. Affirm that when you wake up and affirm that when you go to sleep at night. And you will be surprised how affirming and putting that daily meditation in your life, how that will change. And then that second action step is going to be to read something every day for at least 15 minutes. And what you read, make sure that you put massive action to it. Put massive action to the things that you read and learn that is told to you. You know, if, if you read the Bible and it says to you to have faith, then every day you need to have faith. If it tells you to have charity and to love others no matter what, then guess what you have to do? You have to stop being selfish, open your hands up, and have charity and love others. So no matter what it is that you read, whatever it is, whatever it tells you to do, whatever the nugget of knowledge is, make sure that you put massive action to that every day. Oh, that's wonderful. And I'm running out of time, but what is your bag, your big, airy, audacious goal for 2013? Woo, my big, um, audacious goal. <laughs> One is I am actually working on launching my new training company, Clear Training Institute. So I am really excited about that and developing the leadership program and the Conscious Level Living program and to make sure that I am helping people get their stories into um, books so that they can become published authors. So that is my goal, to ensure that Clear Training Institute is up and running and empowering the world. Wonderful. Now, where can our listeners get a hold of your book? They can purchase it at I M A M the Teachers Coach dot com. I am the teachers. I am the teachers with the S on it Coach dot com. Okay. You can go on my website and order the book. Okay, I'll make sure that link is also on my Facebook page. Erica, I thank you so much for being on the show. Whenever I run into you or talk to you, I always learn so much. Thank you so very much. You're welcome. Thank you.
All right. Take care. Good night. Good night. And that's uh, that was Erica on the call. That was really wonderful. Um, next we have our health tip of the week. And this health tip is actually a financial one. Uh, this tip comes to us by way of financial service professional who has over 11 years of experience in wealth management, Mr. Winston A. Clark. Winston, what do you have for our listeners tonight? Uh, thank you very much, Diane, for having me on the program. Uh, my advice tonight, Diane, is uh, for everyone to have a blueprint for their financial future. Uh, this is basically a six-step process, uh, and I begin with uh, step number one which involves having a good savings or investment program. Uh, outside of having an uh, investment program, you want to make sure there's some life insurance to ensure that savings and investment program, just in case uh, one is not around to continue to make those uh, contributions in those accounts. Number two, if you are parents and you have kids, you want to make sure you establish a college savings program very early uh, because with the, uh, with the help of... Uh, of compounding interest, uh, those accounts could grow significantly with time. Of course, uh, you should also make sure you have a mortgage or a rent program in place. In other words, uh, if you own a mortgage, you want to make sure that just in case something happens, that mortgage is protected and the bank does not have to come in and ask your kids or other members of the household to leave. Or if you're paying rent, you want to make sure that uh, you set up a rental fund, and that can be uh, accessed through purchasing a life insurance contract. Uh, number four has to do with uh, protecting that stream of income. Uh, as you are the money machine or the, uh, the primary earner in the household, protecting that stream of income is, is very important. And that can be done through what we call insurance protect uh, income protection insurance, otherwise known as disability. Uh, we have another four, 30 seconds, Winston, so go ahead. Step number four has to do with planning for your retirement future. Uh, years ago, it was okay to have a pension program, your 401k, your 403b, and your personal savings. Now that pension programs are expiring, you want to make sure that you have more aggressive savings program in place as well as aggressive uh, 401k program in place. Uh, after that, you have to consider living beyond retirement, want to make sure that you never run out of income, you want to employ income-generating vehicles like income annuities, and also to protect the assets you have through uh, purchasing uh, long-term care insurance. That's my tip for today. Thanks for having me on the program, and I wish you all thank successful. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, and this is from Winston Clark. All right, thank you so much. And uh, this brings us to the end of our show, a jam-packed show it was. And as always, it's my pleasure sharing this information with you in the hope that you'll be informed and inspired. I want to thank my guests, and I'll see you next week when I have primary care provider, uh, Dr. Jen Cottle, who will help to review all the health things you need for 2013. As always, uh, strive to be happy be healthy, and be wise. Have a great evening, everyone. Thank you, Dr. Dine. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.